0: The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com.
1: With the industry in flux, a lot of people are wondering if it's time to make a change. And for some, it can be a debate about whether to change between delegated and non-delegated originations. But how do you know if the move is right for you? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by NMP Magazine writer Katie Jensen. Katie, thanks for joining me.
0: Yep, thank you for having me. So I guess before
1: we sort of get into this whole delegated versus non-delegated uh, discussion, maybe talk me a, a little bit about you know why you decided to do this and, and define these two different paths.
0: Yeah, of course. So this article is mainly geared towards the inexperienced broker who's looking to gain a little bit more control over their business. Um, this is just to help you get started on some of the Um, Knowing about the risks and benefits of transitioning into each of these roles. So I wanted to provide a very simple guide that can help them get started on the decision making process.
1: And of course, with all the growth we saw in 2021 and 22, there's a lot of new people who may now be like, I need to figure out how to get control of my career.
0: Exactly. And it's about knowing when to transition into non-Dell or Dell and which one will work best for you because they somewhat rely on market conditions.
1: So when when does somebody maybe think about that? When do they need to start thinking about what the difference is? I guess starting there. When do somebody maybe think? now might be the time to transition from one to the other.
0: Right. So it's all completely dependent on, it's mostly dependent on mortgage volume, the volume that you're dealing with at the time. So before we get into that, I just want to give a brief overview of the definitions, which should help guide you and have a better understanding of what we're talking about. So with non-delegated, it's a mortgage banker um, who has a relationship with a correspondent lender. Then the mortgage underwriter from the correspondent lender would underwrite and approve the loans. So you do not have to hire an in-house underwriter for that position. Delegated is you have completely your own team. It's kind of the next step up. A uh, mortgage banker has a delegated relationship with the correspondent lender. The mortgage banker will need to underwrite the loan with their in-house mortgage underwriter. So when you have more volume, you're going to want to have, you would be more likely to, to, um. it'd be better for you to transition into delegated. It's going to be a much more comfortable transition um, than if you're dealing with low volume. So given the market conditions that we're seeing now, we'll probably see more non-delegated.
1: And why is that? Is that just now I have my own, dele- my own personal underwriter who's going to be focusing on me and I don't have to share them? Or why, when you hit a certain level, why is it better to be delegated?
0: Um, okay, so... Like I said, there are certain times when the market makes it more or less favorable to go into non-DEL and DEL. Um, When origination volume is high, it's more advantageous to go delegated. Um, So the busier it is, the higher demand for underwriting there is. Um, It's also harder for investors to retain the number of underwriters they need in order to handle volume. So they start stepping on the price, so to speak, and they start ratcheting back the pricing of non-delegated loans and improving the price for delegated loans. That's what makes it more attractive to buy delegated loans. So depending on the market conditions, consumers are more likely to be drawn to one rather than the other. Um, It also um, doesn't affect their underwriting capacity as much. So... You know, you you're paying a fee to the correspondent lender to do this in uh, to do the underwriting. So if you're paying and you have to pay a salary, obviously, if you have an in-house underwriter, that's obviously dependent on the the money that you're making and which is dependent on volume. So you're much more comfortable paying an in-house underwriter and paying for a larger team when volume is high.
1: Absolutely, and I think you make a great point. Obviously, we're talking about this from the broker, but the broker or, or the originator has to think about, obviously, what's good for me is what's good for my customers, and your point about customers maybe focusing on one or the other um, is, is an interesting point. Um, we're, at, we're at, obviously, an influx in the market right now, and we're in a situation where, where uh, somebody might be thinking about switching from from one to the other. Um, now that we've sort of laid out what they are, what some of the advantages and disadvantages are. What should someone be thinking about if they're considering switching from one to the other?
0: Well, right now we're starting to see a trend of net worth lowering. So... In order to become non-delegated, you need to have a certain net worth. That's how you get your warehouse line of credit. That's how you start to partner up with these lenders. Right now, we're seeing that slipping. So a lot of people are actually transitioning down from delegated to non-delegated and non-delegated back to broker. That is just the reality of the situation at this moment. So staying non-delegated is the way to go right now. You're going to be taking on a lot more risk, a lot more costs if you go delegated this year.
1: Don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. And is it easy to switch back and forth or, you know, keeping in mind, oh, I want to dabble. Is it, is it easy to switch?
0: It is. I mean, it's relatively once you get passed into the mortgage banker realm. Yes, it's easy. You can also go from mortgage banker back to broker. Um, obviously, you know, layoffs are something that a lot of business owners are having to deal with now. That is not I would never call that an easy situation. Um, so letting your uh, in-house underwriter go is, is not fun, but you, it is definitely possible to scale up and down.
1: And so specifically switching from, you know, if I'm delegated and I don't really want it right now, I'm going to go non-delegated. What what should I know? Obviously, as you just touched on, maybe there's some staffing you have that you uh, need to build up if you're going from delegated to, to non-delegated. What are some other things maybe they need to think about?
0: So you'll need to. Some people actually are at the same time, non-delegated and delegated. So let's say I'm delegated, I have my in-house underwriter, but my in-house underwriter doesn't do non-QM. So I'm gonna partner with a lender that does do non-QM and they're gonna handle that. They're gonna handle that risk for me because I don't wanna take on a non-QM risk. So it's very, you could be both at the same time, you can easily scale down, you can have your underwriter work for less hours, start paying them less, and then rely more on these correspondent lenders.
1: Especially as you pointed out, if there's an area where you know I'm not as good as assessing risk, I, maybe I'll let someone else handle that as opposed to me and my underwriter.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And and going the other way, if I if I am non-delegated now, and it's just not working out, and I want to go to delegated, what what should I know?
0: Well, you would go. So the order of operation is your broker, then non-Del, then Dell. So Dell has the most risk. If you're non-Del, you're gonna and you can't handle that risk, you go back to being broker. And working with obviously wholesale lenders.
1: Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, we are seeing trends of, of people moving around. Is this a dramatic shift? I mean, you know, the market has shifted quickly. How quickly do we see uh, people moving around and, and responding to that with how they structure their business?
0: We have already kind of seen it. So I've talked to, um, A few people that work in this space, some people who are advisors to mortgage bankers, some people who work at warehouse lines, and and they've already seen it. Net worth is slipping. People are transitioning back down. Um, You're mostly seeing it from going Dell to um, non-Dell in the higher realm, but also there are people going back down to the broker level. Is this detrimental to business? No, I wouldn't say so. I mean, it it might not be what you like to do. People do this because they want to have more control over their business. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like scaling up as an entrepreneur. Now you have your own team, Um, but it's all dependent on what the market does. So yes, we have already seen a big transition. And some of the people I've talked to have said, we have never seen as big of a transition as this.
1: And is that just because, you know, the market shift has been so dramatic and it went from uh a lot of places seeing historical profits to a a slowdown and concerns of a recession.
0: Yeah. And it's not necessarily the fact that we're in a downturn. It's just that it happened so quickly. So it's it's been hard for everybody to adjust to it. It's a shock. So that sudden drop in net worth doesn't give you a lot of time to think about what you're doing and how to recover. I suggest that if you're dealing with that, a a net worth issue um, and bringing in volume, that you talk to your warehouse lender and that you talk to your partners, Because sometimes you can work out a deal. Some people are very strict. Like if you don't have that net worth and we're not working together, I'm sorry, you're a risk. But if you begin to talk to them and tell them how you're, you know, I'm making cuts, I'm um, increasing my marketing expenses, then you can sometimes work out a deal. Just remember to talk to people. It's impossible to hide from this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then talking to them, maybe you can find a way to maintain that control and also keep maybe the staff that you have with you. Mm -hmm. Katie, thanks so much for joining me.
0: Yep. Thank you for having me.
1: We'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. The Originator Connect Network, the nation's largest producer of mortgage events, is about fostering a community founded on professionalism, collaboration, and personal and professional growth, connecting you to the story of your success. Welcome back. Here's your headlines for today, January 6th. A new report from DBRS Mooring Star is predicting a mixed bag for 2023. Credit will tighten and originations will dip, but as long as we avoid a significant recession, credit should remain relatively contained. In other news, Silvergate Capital Corporation, the parent of Silvergate Bank, announced it's laying off about 40% of its workforce in addition to ending its mortgage lending warehouse product. In a document filed with the SEC, The bank said that the layoffs are a response to a, quote, recent turmoil in the digital asset industry and the corresponding impact on the company's balance sheet. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by TG Cutampereau, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by SkyGaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.